This is the Scott Bradley Show podcast. Don Robertson from the Dundas Real McCoys, from Com Choice Realty, from a variety of other places in the Dundas area, joins me. Donald, thanks for coming in today. Scott, it's great. The sun came out as I was coming in. I didn't recognize it. It, it really t- today was was damp. The humidity was up today. Let's put it that way. Dundas don't want any more damp. No. I went by the famous uh, Sydenham Creek later this afternoon or late this afternoon. I mean, Sydenham Sea? It seemed to be working fine. It's Were there much, salmon spawning? Yeah, no, they don't go that way. It's a little bit of a trick, but mm. they do they do go up Spencer's Creek. I draw think, a crowd. I was just thinking that they, you know, it was fast moving enough probably today, the Sydenham Creek, that they might have attracted some salmon. It, it, I don't think they just walked there, but uh, I think they have to. <laughs> there was enough water out. elsewhere to. Uh, but the, uh, the, uh, the whole system works a lot better with a bunch of logs not in it. Yes. So it'll be fine. Uh, this just came out today. We weren't going to talk about this, but uh, just very quickly, the finalists, the three finalists for the Hart Trophy as the National Hockey League's most valuable player this year, who do you think would be in that list? Since I haven't seen it, Sidney Crosby. He's David, one of them. Um, uh, McDavid. Yeah, he's another. And the big kid, the defenseman out of um, the Sharks. Uh, so shockingly to me, Brent Burns is not one of the finalists Burns, for the Hart yeah. Trophy. I thought he would be, especially based on the first half of his year. And Eric Carlson is not in the mix, who was the other one I thought. So it they've only got two. Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and Bobrovsky, the goalie for the Columbus Blue Jackets, who backstopped that huge streak they went on. But, um, of course, the nominees, I guess, are... Is all the voting done? The voting is done in the regular season. So the fact that they pooped out in the playoffs really is irrelevant. You might you might want to think that they would do the voting because it's only based on the regular season prior to the playoffs starting because uh, things change a lot in the playoffs and you start judging, like the Columbus goaltender, uh, their performance, and that will skew the position of some of the voters. Although that said, I believe they're all writers, so they're... Their intellect is far above everybody else's, and that won't factor in. This is this is true. This is true. Uh, I say with my tongue firmly planted in my cheek. Um, out of those three, who wins? Crosby. Because, as our friend Harry Howell once said, I was glad to win the Norris Trophy because Bobby Orr is going to win the next 10. And the, uh, the writers may sympathize with Crosby because McDavid has many in front of him. But we'll see. The sexy thing to do is vote for McDavid. But see, here's the thing. I, I would I would be voting for McDavid in this one, although it would be very close. But here's the thing. I always was impressed and always thought it was remarkable that Wayne Gretzky won as many Hart Trophies as he did because I feel that every one of them was earned. Wayne Gretzky didn't get any freebie Hart Trophies when he was playing. But the easiest thing in the world to do is to say to look at his numbers. And one year he had 215 points. One year he had 212. And then the next year he goes down to, what, 198? And to go, oh, well, Wayne had an off year. So I'm not going to give it down. He's still miles ahead of everyone else. But no, that's not a Wayne Gretzky type year. And look, Don Robertson had a huge year. So we better give it to Don because he may not otherwise win it. The reality is, amazingly, they did it right all those years. Gretzky was the best player. So don't worry about whether it's relative to someone else or anything else. He was by far the best player. He gets the award. And that you don't see, you don't see that all the time in I, every sport. I just suggested that might not happen. No, I know. And, and, and that's where it comes from. You could argue that over the last 
five years. Luke, has um, Mike Trout been five years in the major leagues now? You would know this. You're a baseball guy. It's four or five years. Mike Trout. Yep. You could argue that Mike Trout should have won. Well, no, he's not because Donaldson won it. I know. I know. But you could argue that Mike Trout was the best player in the majors in each of the last five years. But, yes, Donaldson had a terrific year the year that he won it. This is his sixth year. Yeah, so he's had five chances at it, and he's been either first or second, I believe, every year. But a lot of people, when they vote, say, well, yeah, that Donaldson was great, but Trout wasn't quite as good as he was before or something. Well, he, right? set, he set the bar too high for himself. That's exactly what happened. So I give full marks to the folks who voted on the NHL awards all those years, that they didn't compare Wayne Gretzky to himself. They compared him to the rest of the field, which is what you should do with these, but it doesn't always happen. Uh, before we move on, or before we, uh, instead of keeping on with this, uh, we got a break coming up in a few minutes, but before we get to that, there are a number of players from the National Hockey League who are heading off now to the World Championships. Uh, Mitch Marner is going for Canada. Um, Nylander is going for Sweden. A bunch of people from all over are doing it. Does, do you, does anybody actually care about the World Championships? Honestly? Swedes. I'm talking about... People, well, okay, maybe, but people in North America who follow the NHL, does anybody care about the, does anyone get really excited? Do you, are people out honking their horns if Canada wins a big game at the World Championship? Oh, it's not the Olympics, but uh, I think they care more about it like last year when there's basically no Canadian teams in the playoffs. I think it's because there's a lot of hockey fans, so they pay more attention. Does it really matter in the big picture? Not a whole lot. I, I, I honestly look at this and think it's it's almost no bigger than the Spengler Cup, and no one pays attention to the Spengler Cup. The Spengler Cup is a completely irrelevant tournament. I apologize to anyone who's played in the Spengler Cup or who has had a family member play in the Spengler Cup, but honestly, it's not, a, it's not an issue. And this is the same. As long as you're going to hold a world championship when the Stanley Cup playoffs are still going on and many of the best players in the world are either still engaged with their team or have just been knocked out and are beaten up from a year and decide they don't want to play. What's the point? What's the point? Why, why should anyone care about that? Well, the guys... Except for the TV broadcasters who are trying to tell us that we should care. The IIHF make it a big deal because they have a lot of power. And you're right. One of the things is it, it doesn't show a great deal of significance because so many star players from every country now... Are, and that's why we never used to do very well because there wasn't a whole lot of European players playing in the National Hockey League, and we sent, you know, the the the, um, the guys who were beat out of the playoffs, right? And so and we, not the best of the guys because yeah, they we, were they'd already played a lot. Yeah, and we couldn't compete with them. And the other thing, that, that if they're not playing in the National Ho- Hockey League, they're playing in the KHL. So I would suggest to you that the World Championships now are watered down even more because of the KHL. And the European countries, for whatever reason, this really matters to them. So That's it's a big deal, yes. Yeah. So they, they're, When you asked me, I said the Swedes. Yeah, but the, yeah, you're right. Their players, not only are the fans over there into it, but their players see it as a really big deal. So yeah, they'll go over there, a lot of them, or at least they would in the past. And now... Is Austin Matthews going for the U.S.? No. No, he's not. And a lot of players don't. Because I just don't... as. I, I don't think that as much as anyone is going to try to pump it up and be a really big deal. I know we're not going to the Olympics. That that you would think might impact on the world championships. But you've got the World Cup every once in a while for whatever that's worth. 
I'm not even sure what that's worth now. But I just look at this and I, I, I honestly, I, I, I have a hard time drumming up even the smallest bit of interest in the world championships. If Canada gets to the finals, I might tune in, but probably not. Unless something happens along the way that suddenly turns this into a massive storyline, and I've yet to see that happen. Well, I don't think anybody's skipping out of work early to watch it. Or getting up at 2 in the morning, or depending on what time it is. Which is your relevance, right? I mean, it's not, is, it, is it relevant? No, it's not. not what does it not. mean? If you win this world championship, what does it mean? Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, the, it's the world championship light. Let me tell you what does mean something, though, for Canada. If we come sixth. If we medal, or if we're in the top three, fine. Do you really think it matters if we come sixth? If you if if you we come it's, sixth, well, it's not like coming sixth in the Olympics. But if we come sixth, everybody's going to say, "Why do we even go?" Well, there's that. But if we come right? sixth, no, and we look back home and we see that Sidney Crosby is still home because he's in the playoffs, and Connor McDavid is still home because he's We're in the playoffs, say, we'd win it if everybody went. And on and on and on. We look at, and all that does is even diminish it further because we're saying this is such a non-factor tournament that we don't have any of our best players in this thing. Well, for the ones that like to have the conversation to say in the past, we could send two teams to the Olympics. We're that deep. We're that good. So if we're that deep and that good, we should win this thing every year because our third string guy should be as good as the best from everybody else. That's not the case anymore. When If Sweden had all theirs, and they won't, uh, had all their best players. Well, you know, they, I mean, they, they create problems. Finland, U.S., Russia. You know, we we, uh, we can win the Olympics, but we don't walk away winning them. We blow everybody out every time we play. So our second team wouldn't do well. But if, you're, if that's your mindset, then this is the exact tournament where we can show our true depth and say, you know what, there isn't anybody that's playing in this tournament for Canada that would ever be on the Olympic team, and we still won. This, though, is often seen, I think, by a lot of the players as if I'm ever interested in playing in the Olympics, if I'm ever interested in playing for Team Canada in a major event, I'd better show up for this one and show my worthiness and my willingness to do this. So it's, it's almost, if you ask a player to come, and he's not Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid as in an, an, an obvious choice for a national team, you better go if you're, if you're ever interested in participating for Canada. The trouble is you take away all the guys who are the obvious ones and there are a lot of those and some guys who think they are the obvious ones and you're left, as you say, with a bunch of second line guys and a bunch of third line guys and that's, while we do have depth, that, that you're right, that doesn't make us a favorite to win a world championship, especially when I don't even know that the players are all that excited about being there. Because you're over in Europe and your wives get to, or your girlfriends get to come and see Europe. It's a bit of a vacation after the season. It's a vacation to some of them. And any of them that think that if they're, you know, if you're not a premier player going and you think that's a chance to get you on the Olympic team, which we won't have this time around, you're nuts. Because the top 12 players are going. Like Ryan Smith didn't get a chance to play in the Olympics uh, if he wasn't good enough. He went to every one of them. Captain Canada. He plays senior now for Stony Plain and Edmonton. Yeah, there are a few guys, I really believe. There are a few guys who are on the bubble always with the Olympic team and having played for Canada bought them some good favor. I'm not not talking about the guys at the very top. I'm not talking about Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky. No, no, not those guys. But the guys who may line up on your fourth line, 
if they've been to Canada, played for Canada before, if they've worn the Maple Leaf and showed their de- devotion and dedication to the program. That might get them on the team. It won't get them on the ice. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I'm thinking that for some of the young guys especially, when it comes to, if I'm, if I'm a third-year guy in the NHL or a second-year guy who's a pretty good player, probably best for you to make yourself look like you're a supporter of the program to go to this thing. But if you're a second-year player, you should still have lots of energy and lots of, you know, you're, no. you're 20 years old. Not wore out, right? You're, not, you're 20. And you're not 35 years old anymore. You're Marner's, 20. Marner's been done for two weeks, right? He's rested up, so he goes and plays a bit more. Now, see, the difference is when you look at someone like Austin Matthews, he played the World Championships at the start of the season as well for the U.S. Yeah. So he's had hockey at a high, high level since August. Yeah. And, and, and how many times are, are the States or Team Canada going to call on the same guys? Because you played in the fall, you played all year, you played in the playoffs, and especially for a guy like Austin Matthews who did it under the biggest spotlight where every single day you're, you're the guy on the Toronto Maple Leafs who was in the spotlight. And every city you go to, you're the guy that they want to talk to and you're under the gun. I, 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 don't, I don't have any problem with him not going to this thing because he has been under a lot of pressure. But, again, it sort of diminishes what this tournament is about. I'll guarantee you Hockey USA aren't going to launch an inquiry as to why he's not going. No, but, you know, next time they might. See, next time, this time he's got a perfect... I'll, I say excuse, oh, explanation. Reason. Be, re, he's got a perfect reason because of all the stuff that has happened this year. But next time, if he doesn't play in the World Championships because there isn't one, and if he plays all season, but it's not quite as big a deal. He's not the big snazzy rookie coming through. He might be, but um, I would expect they would expect him to go next time. I would expect. I would expect that if Connor McDavid had been knocked out of the first round of the playoffs, if they hadn't made the playoffs this year, I think they would have. Ex- Canada would have expected Connor McDavid yeah. to go to this thing. I think. I think for Connor McDavid, it can be far more helpful in the endorsement department than it would for Matthews in the states. It's, if it's, if you it's sure. not a big deal, he's got to go over there and, and light it up. If you think that anyone is paying attention, that would help you build your endorsements. Well, if 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 you have if you have your sight set on, and that's probably why Matthews would go next time, on any European endorsements, or if your Adidas contract or Nike contract or a contract like that said you're going, because here's how much more you're going to make because we're going to sell all this stuff. You're our ambassador now well, for our major brand. So make yeah. no mistake that your sponsors and your agents have as much to do with this as you do. Yeah, if you ha- if you are the front man, if you're the face of a major international brand, yeah, that it, that they are trying to sell in Sweden or the Czech Republic or whatever, yeah, that's a different story. Then they're telling you we would really like you to be there. But if if if, if there wasn't any of that, there'd be no external pressure on Matthews to go. If he was just allowed to make the decision you know, with his agent and his parents, then he probably just opts out. We will, uh, we're going to go to a commercial break here. Um, Dwayne Casey, the head coach of the Toronto Raptors, uh, said today that it was really crucial for the Raptors to get off to a fast start and not to let Cleveland have a uh, a big, quick start. Um, Raptors are down 28-18 with two minutes, minute and a half left in the first quarter. So message received, I guess. 
Well, he's right. Not really. He, yeah. he doesn't want clearly. Cleveland to get away. He's, clearly, he, he was called right. it. They didn't know anything about it. Yeah, clearly, he was right. It's um, they just weren't listening, or maybe they aren't as close to LeBron James and the Cavaliers as they thought they were. But we'll find that out. There's, they got to win seven games. You got to win four games out of seven. It's uh, it's just that um, right now, um, this looks like the Toronto Raptors team that played in that uh, that game that they looked really awful. As against Milwaukee as opposed to the Toronto Raptors team that looks really, really good. But um, we will see. You're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. The NHL draft lottery was on the weekend. A lot of people watch this. I'm, I'm <coughs> perpetually amazed at how much interest and how wrapped up people can get in this. Even those who aren't, like last year when the Leafs were... In the mix, everyone around here, of course, it was a big, you know, a big thing. But even it's just it's somehow, and I give them credit. Somehow, it is compelling television. The NFL draft was the same thing. How how anyone could possibly turn someone walking onto a stage every ten minutes and reading out the name of a person into a three and a half hour, four hour show that people will watch in droves is. Full credit to the TV folks who came up with this one and the and the league folks. But the NHL draft happens. The top three or the bottom three teams, the top that were supposed to win to rebuild their franchise, both go, <laughs> they both drop out and they get passed in the lottery by three teams that, including one, Philadelphia, that was nowhere near the bottom of the league and they jump right up. Is this still a good idea? Is the NHL draft still a good idea or... Did what happened this weekend damage the rebuilding efforts so substantially of teams that really need the help that you look and you say, I, I don't know if that's really doing its job? It's not perfect. And those who watch it from start to finish have to be classified as people with too much time on their hands. Well, this thankfully for the NHL, it's only half an hour. <clears throat> the, uh, the NFL one was, I say, it was like four hours or something. This was a half hour, and it was... But I can get it on the CHML update in 30 seconds. Sure you can. I mean, that's... Sure you can. But anyway, to answer your question, is it is it good? Is it perfect? No. Did Vancouver get hoofed again? Yeah, they did. But it's better than the other alternative. And that's tanking. But is there not... Okay, so someone suggested once upon a time, and I thought this was a really interesting idea, that those teams that are eliminated from the playoffs, rather than start your spring early... Let the playoffs go on. And, you know, owners are always looking for ways to make more money. You then have the lottery tournament. And you play, you know, a two out of three or whatever, and the team that wins the tournament gets the first pick. And... So on and and but the thing is, you don't have every team. Maybe you do. Maybe every team that misses the playoffs are in it, or maybe it's only the bottom eight. Let's say well, so. That really, that'll be fifteen teams next year. But let's say it's only the bottom eight. Okay. So that so that you're not having a team that just missed the playoffs, but is pretty good, and then they end up winning the first overall pick. That seems to diminish the purpose again, once again. Right. Then, so here, but here, so the playoffs are going on over in Pittsburgh and wherever else. But you're living in in uh, Colorado, whatever else, and we we still have something to play for here. We're going to go for another two weeks, and we're going to hopefully win the right to win the pick. That's then you don't have tanking. Well, if you think nobody's playing in the World Championships now, then it, then well, then true s- enough. Some of the real McCoys would be going to the World Championships, maybe. 
Maybe, but um, I, that that to me seems like something more interesting. And maybe not visually as interesting. The but. argument that you would have with the uh, NHLPA and everybody else would be insurmountable. Hmm. Like they'd say, "We're done." So, what are you paying us to do this? But you don't pay well, for playoffs. Why? But if you're out, you're out. They're going to say, "What? What's in it for us?" So you're a gonna, great player for next year. To you're going to the NHLPA. No, no, the teams. You're, you're, the PA would say to the teams, what's in it for you? A chance to get a great player. Well, the so NHLPA is going to say, what's in it for us? What are you paying oh. my guys to do this? Unless they do what they did at the World Cup and say, you know what? We're going to, because we're paying all the expenses, we still got to move you guys around and feed you and water you down for another couple of weeks. But we're going to give you a quarter of a million dollars a game. And the winner gets $3 million bucks to split up or whatever the arithmetic is. But you're going to have to put something in it for the NHLPA or they're not going to be on for it. And some of the teams in, in the South and, and that don't draw particularly well use their marketing arm to sell tickets for their 40 games. And it would be pretty embarrassing in Phoenix when you pull in and there's 1,500 there because they're going, you're not fooling me into buying these tickets. I, it could blow up in their face as quickly as not. Yeah, it, it could. If, if you do it for the bottom four teams and you have a tournament in Buffalo or wherever you have the tournament to determine it, to determine it rather than have five teams there, and you know the team that needed the pick didn't get it. I mean, Vancouver have proven they're awful and getting worse and getting worse, and now they got the fifth pick again. Yeah, and you've got the, and the best players probably on your team are now 38 years old, the Twins, Ooh. 37, 38, and, and looking old more yeah. often than not. Looking 38. and But you can't get rid of them because, A, they won't split up and go to some other team, so you can't sell one off and try and get something. It's a package deal, and they cost a lot of money. They have big salaries, so you're taking on probably $18 million or $17 million which is, between which the is two Which is why they deserve to be bad because they got trapped in bad contracts. Right? You reap what you sow. Well, if they got trapped in bad contracts, and if you believe in luck or not, which is what a draft lottery is, they've had bad luck. I mean, they could yes. have last year. They could have won Austin Matthews. Yep. Yes. I don't think, were they in the draft lottery the year before? No, they, they, I don't Did think they, they were involved in the McDavid sweet stakes. They were, I, think the, I think the Oilers, if the truth were known, came from fourth. Well, the Oilers won it 17 times. I don't know. They, they, but it's um, yeah. But the only way the Oilers really wanted is, is when when the absolute best player, that's young right. player in the planet, was available. Otherwise, they just made mistakes. Now this year, something. Th- go ahead. Something we'll talk about some night is, is the departure of Taylor Hall and the success of the Edmonton Oilers. You think they're connected, or you think they just got a good player back for him that gave them what they needed? So I think there's. I, I I don't know that Taylor Hall is the problem. I think they got Cam Talbot has been great this year. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need in the NHL now. You need a really, really good goalie. You can't win without a good goalie in the NHL now. You just can't. He's been great. The defenseman they got for Taylor Hall was what they needed. They had lots of forwards. They needed a good defenseman. He's been good. It's hard to argue their attitude isn't a lot better and their captain's gone. But is that, okay, it, but again, is that the react? Is that the result of him not being there or of them winning so your attitude is better because now we're winning and everyone's happier about being at the rink? There's evidence him not being there was part of it. Was Pete, were people grumpy in New Jersey? Well, I guess they're losing. You can't tell. Until, until Taylor Hall is actually on a team that wins, you can't tell whether he is a problem in the locker room or if it's just that the fact they're losing makes everyone grumpy. 
Well, I, I mean, I mean, is it fluke or is it bad luck that he's the last two teams he's played on has won the lottery, which means the teams are pretty crappy. Maybe I, it's a good luck charm for that. He is a good luck charm for that, for sure. He sent out a tweet saying that he's now putting down lottery ball expert on his resume as uh, as a special gift of his. Um, look, I would I would take Taylor Hall on my team. I would I think he's a good player, and I see no evidence that he is. I, I've heard never I've never heard anyone say Taylor Hall is a cancer in the in the dressing room. I've never heard that. I think what's happened is he was stuck in a bad situation in Edmonton that was resolved in a lot of ways when they got a really good goalie and a really good defenseman and Connor McDavid was healthy for the whole year. And they brought in Milan Lucic, who really helped. Well, gave them their toughness. Gave them, well, gave them something they didn't have. Grit, toughness. Yep. And so things go better. And then when you start to win, when you're not out of the playoffs by November, so that coming to the rink every day is just crappy, when you're, yeah. when you're actually in it, you're, it's fun. It's exciting. You're around. So, on, and on the flip side, he goes to New Jersey, where everything goes wrong, and you're out of the playoffs by November, and it's really hard to. to maybe maybe that's his expertise. Bringing a team to being up its be, knees, being out by November, and just mailing it in. I don't know. I, I I to get back to the point. I don't know if it is, but I I like. I generally like the idea of the draft lottery. I just know that if the circumstances were different, because we're sitting at a, at a distance here and all year, most of the people listening, I'm guessing, are probably Leafs fans. That's the, I mean, most people around here, if they had an NHL team, most people are Leaf fans. If the Leafs were in the position Vancouver was in, if the Leafs had been in the draft lottery twice and didn't get, uh, was it Marner the year before? Was he one year before or was it two years before? Marner was one year before. If they don't get fourth with Marner because they bounce further down and then they don't get Matthews, let's say they bump down to seventh and fourth. Nobody in this area is saying the draft lottery is a good idea. Nobody. And nobody's saying that uh, the Brandon Shanahan invented the game. Yeah, nobody. Nobody. This is There is a massive amount of good fortune involved in the Leafs rebuild, a massive amount. Because I don't know, Luke, can you, while we're talking, can you quickly look up who was the seventh overall pick two years ago? So the Marner year, instead of fourth, who they would have got potentially at seven. And who was four last year? I can't even remember who was four last year. Shirelli looks like a genius. I, I can tell you that last year Hall, four was Jesse Poyarvi being able Edmonton to draft. trade right. Hall is because McDavid got there. Right, so Jesse Poyarvi was the fourth overall pick this year, and he was in the minors this year. So he did not make any kind of real impact so this was, year. So was Marner his first year? Yeah, but I'm saying, we're, again, we're talking about the Shanna plan and all this idea oh, yeah. of how the lottery has turned things around. If the Leafs had picked a guy this year who spent his year in the minors instead of leading the team in every category and getting them to the playoffs and probably going to win Rookie of the Year, and, and last year, instead of getting Marner at four, you would have got... Ivan Provorov. Ivan Provorov. Who, or Zach Wierenski, who went eight. Or Zach Wierenski. All right, so Wierenski was a good player. He played really well. But Ivan Provorov, what team was that? I don't even know who he went to. Uh, he's Philly, and he's. Uh, I think he played a little bit this year. Okay, Philadelphia and a little bit. So instead of a turnaround now, you're looking at this going, okay, we got two okay players. Well, they're no better. The Leafs, no, they're they're exactly where they were, yeah. and everyone is complaining about the draft lottery. If it's, they don't get Marner and Matthews or Buffalo, 
They're not even they're not even as good as Buffalo because Buffalo got Eichel, who is better than yeah. anybody of the what they would have got. No, but I meant th- this year. I mean, yes, maybe they're maybe they're Buffalo. So the draft lottery is fantastic if your team that you like does and, well, and, and it's stupid if your team loses. And there, if there's a generational player, that's right. Because like this McDavid, year there's nobody. McDavid is Matthews might be. It looks like he when might was be. the last time the Leafs had anybody that might be in the top three players in the league at any time, other than well, Doug Matt Gilmore. Sundin potentially, Matt Sundin potentially at times he was in the top, and I would say Doug Gilmore for that brief period, although not by drafting, and Sundin not by drafting, and before then you would probably have to go back to Daryl Sittler. I don't think Wendell Clark was in that category because nope. when Wendell Clark came along, there was Gretzky, there was Lemieux, there was Howarchuk, there was Curry, there was Coffee. Sure, I'm not even sure Sittler was in the top three. In any event, they they have one now that's He was on February 11, 1976. When he scored all 10 against yeah. uh, Boston. your hero. Dave Reese? Dave, no. Was it Dave? Dave? No, wasn't Dave Reese. Dave, no, wasn't Dave Reese. Dave something or other. Anyway. Put him out of the NHL. Yep. Anyway, I just look at this thing and I think if the NHL lottery, I'm not sure it's the answer because right now for people around here, it seems like it was a really good idea. But go on Twitter or go on Facebook or go on some other social media or tune into a van- – don't do it while this show is on, but go listen to a Vancouver sports talk show on radio and listen to that. Listen and see if they think the NHL draft lottery is a good plan. So we started this when you said – asked me, is this – is this the best plan? Dave Reese. Yeah, I told you it was. Luke tells me it was Dave Reese. That was his name. Anyway, go ahead. Um, hmm. Sorry, Luke. Um, if, so you can't do that to me. I'm getting old. <laughs> now I'm stumped. But if you, the question was, is the gra- draft lottery a good good way to do it? And my answer remains the same. It's better than the other alternative in tanking. Because then the league, because the year Pittsburgh were going to go after Mario Lemieux, their entire American League hockey team was playing for them. Right. Like they were oh, not sure. permitted to win. And that that creates a sham and removes all credibility from the league. There's one so other they have way, to though. do that. What one they other... can do is they can boost up the odds. Well, there's one other way, and we got to go to break. And that is from the moment you're eliminated from the playoffs – your winning percentage. So, and not in a good, not in a bad way. So, e- even if you if you're eliminated two games before the end of the year, whatever it is, your winning percentage will determine where you finish in the draft. That to me would be at least something. There would be something there again that would say you have to keep playing hard. You cannot. That might happen more than a little mini tournament. Who knows? Uh, again. Around here, the NHL draft lottery seems like a brilliant idea. Worked out perfectly for the Toronto Maple Leafs, almost perfectly. The only way it could have been better is if they got Connor McDavid, if Connor McDavid got hurt the first game so they stayed bad and then won Austin Matthews. Then it would have been perfect. But it was pretty close to perfect for Toronto Maple Leaf fans. But again, go ask the people in Colorado. Go ask the people, especially in Vancouver. Go ask the people in... What was the other team that got bounced this time? Uh, Las Vegas, they lost a spot. Uh, none of them are probably too thrilled about it. Anyway, got to take a quick break. Back after this on The Scott Radley Show. You're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. Don, um, yesterday, actually the day before, pitcher for the New York Mets, Noah Syndergaard, who was the centerpiece of the trade that brought R.A. Dickey to Hamilton. He was a Blue Jays guy at one time. I think, I think he went to Toronto, but go ahead. 
No, Dickey came to Toronto. Syndergaard went to the Mets in that trade. Syndergaard's a young guy. They call him Thor. He throws 100 miles an hour, big starting pitcher, long blonde hair, the whole deal. Um, he, they thought he had some kind of injury. He had a sore biceps muscle. And the team asked him to get an MRI. And he refused. Yesterday, he went out for his next start after their request and injured himself, tore his lat muscle, apparently. I don't have one of those, but... Well, somewhere under that protective layer you do. But anyway, um, so they asked him to get an MRI on a different part of his body, on his biceps, but on the same side of his body, tore a lat muscle the day after it was requested. Now, you can argue that with the way baseball pitchers throw, with the violence of the motion they do it, if his arm was sore, it may have caused him to slightly tweak his delivery, which may have led to that injury. You don't know. I don't know how much evidence there is that the bicep buggers up the lat. No, but you're, but if the bicep is sore, you may slightly compensate, change things compensate. to compensate because to, to take the pain away. So the point I'm going to get to is, we only have two minutes here. If a team asks a player to get treatment for something or to get looked at, should the player under his contract even have the right to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Or should that be a requirement that if the team says, Don, I think you've got a sore forearm, we want you to get an MRI, should your contract require you to go and get looked at? Well, I don't think they can say, we think you have a sore forearm, but if you complain and say, I've got something wrong, I think that the the organization has every right in the world to try and protect their investment and sometimes protect you from yourself because some guys will wish injuries away. You know what? No, it's fine. And when they try and shake it off and say, I'll be fine, they're going, you know what? We got a gazillion dollars invested in you. Why don't we have it looked at? It'd be interesting to know the whole story. I can't imagine why a guy would jeopardize his career, for or not, and think you can play through injuries. You know, you, well, you can play through injuries, but if you're hurt, you're hurt. And he maybe didn't feel he was hurt. And But I think the organization has every right in the world to protect their investment. Because you know what? He gets paid one way or the other. Well, I, and that's the next thing I'm wondering. If this thing, and they won't. They're not going to try and upset their star player by saying, we're not paying you while you're off, even though we asked you to get a, an MRI. Because that would just ruin the reputation forever and he'd be gone. You don't want that to yep. be the case. But I almost believe they could. They're not going to, but I almost believe they could if they really wanted to. If this was not a relationship that you were wanting to foster, if it was a a veteran player or someone who you didn't really like that much or wasn't that key to your future, I really believe the team could say, hey, we asked you to. You told us to There's got to be provisions in the Players uh, Association and the uh, contracts that they sign that either – let the team mandate it or not. I don't think that this thing's up in the air for uh, grabs because it's probably been t- tied before with your right, with guys that are on their way out and they, you know, we're just, this is the only way we're going to get rid of this guy. I mean, in football, I don't know what the rules are in football. If they, with concussion, we know now in hockey and football, they have the protocols. Yeah. But otherwise, other than concussions, I don't think there's another injury that a team could say, you must get that looked at. If a football player runs off the field and his finger has been bent 90 degrees backwards and he goes, I'm good to go, the team, I don't think the team has a right to say you can't play. I suppose the coach could say, don't put him on, but coaches don't do that. They're going to tape it up. They'll tape it up. They'll pop it back in and away you go. I don't know. You, You certainly have to know the contracts. It would bring up an interesting argument and I'm sure it's come up before. We will find out because he's out for a while now. This yeah, is, one of your research guys on that. 
I'll, I'll get the uh, I'll, I'll get the research department to uh, to begin looking into it as soon as we hire one. The Scott Radley Show weeknights from seven to nine on AM nine hundred AM nine hundred CHML.